Google is paying very close attention to what it calls a concept of EAT, EAT. Welcome back. I'm Arsha Mirsha, your host. I'm joined with Alex Swope today, the Swopener. This, I'm not even going to He's a, he's a dear friend, but also uh, the A resident SEO SME, probably the resident SEO SME subject matter expert in, in search engine optimization here at Web Mechanics. Uh, years and years of experience under his belt, dealing with tons of different clients, different industries, different sizes. He's seen it. He's smelled it. If it's if it's search engine optimization, this is the guy to talk to. And uh, near and dear to my heart also because that was the first service line uh, of our agency and therefore like the first kind of marketing um, channel that I learned went really deep into. Right? So I love this topic and thank you for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So, so we want to talk about search engine optimization today. In particular... Uh, Google, biggest search engine in the world. I think they have 70 or 75% of the search market share. Um, so what they say goes, you know, what they say goes, and, and you should probably listen to their guidelines. Speaking of their guidelines, can you tell us about the guidelines? So this is crazy. So Google actually has a document. It's 168 pages. It's a PDF, and you can just download it. It's available on the Internet. And free of charge. Free of charge, and it literally details what they consider high-quality content. And they go over a couple of concepts in there, but um, good thing to know about this is this was written for humans mm -hmm. to actually go through and evaluate websites mm -hmm. uh, manually. So, right. you know, they've got the Google algorithm, which is doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Right. But they also have, you know, folks going in and kind of like, manually checking things and, and giving... So hold on, this was this was Google's guidelines to its own kind of quality search team? Exactly. Search and spam team, really? Exactly. So... I didn't know all that. I thought it was for webmasters. I guess it could... Webmasters no, could no, use it too. No, and they, and they have, you know, different guidelines that they put out for that. This, but this is kind of like an internal document oh, that Google put out for these folks. So it's like a step-by-step -step guideline. You know, look for this kind of content. An example of high quality, this or that would be... XYZ. I've got examples of that. Let's but... let's zoom out a second. Okay, Alex, yeah, right? sure, sure. So this is good. So I didn't know that. I thought that they had put it out to webmasters. It's like, hey, you know, use this. Okay, didn't know that. It's an internal document, 168 pages. Let's make this podcast the TLDR, the too long didn't read, <laughs> because he read it, 168 pages. I did not, so he's going to TLDR for me <laughs> and for you out there. But first, let's talk about Google. Their search engine uh, they have a mission. Mm -hmm. Their mission is to organize the world's information. Yeah. That's the number one thing that they care about. You yep. know, it's not based around ads, although that's where they get a ton of their revenue. Mm -hmm. Their stated mission is organize the world's information. Yeah. And so, you know, if you think, why do you use Google? Why does seventy-five percent of the of the world use Google? Uh, I don't know if that's U.S. or a world. Check me on that. Um, why? Well, I think it's because they deliver the best answer to your query. Right. And so if they're doing their mission right, they're organizing the world's information, then it stands to reason that they can also then deliver the information that you want in half a millisecond. So they're looking for publishers, businesses, publishers, content creators to come out with the best information 
in their field and mark it up uh, using HTML so that it's easily digestible by Google's indexing spiders. Did I go way nerd too fast or? I think that's basically it. You know, another way to think about what they're trying to do is they're trying to give the user the best experience. Thank you. And if they're providing the best answer to that's most relevant to what I type in there, right. then I'm having the best experience. Right. If I have to go through 10 pages of Google to find what I'm looking for, right. that's not a good experience. Right, right. But as we all know, nobody ever really goes past the first page. Right. If you, you know, you usually see what you want. Right. In or that, you change your query. Or you change your query because right. you're like, oh, okay, I wasn't specific enough or I'm getting things that don't match my intent. Right. Um, Good point. And so one of the ways that Google tries to match up your query with the best quality content mm -hmm. is not only through this algorithm, but also kind of double checking it against these more principles. manual principles and right. guidelines. So we can assume that these principles and guidelines outlined in this document are informing their algorithm and vice versa. Right, yes, we, we're making that assumption, making that leap, but it's not a big leap to make. I mean, from our experience, I, I know you'd agree with this, like if you follow these guidelines, you tend to see your site ranking higher for the queries that you want it to rank for, Yeah. right? And then you get the clicks and then, you know, presumably you get the, the conversions and then the money, right? Yeah. So let's let's do this TLDR. So give me, give me, the big principle, man. What's the big kind of takeaway here? Yeah, and so one of the things I want to say yeah. is that you know when we're talking about SEO, a lot of times we've been talking about like keywords and length of content mm -hmm. and backlinks and you know this, that, and the other thing. You know, make sure that your page title and your H1 have the primary keywords you're going mm -hmm. after. All this technical kind of stuff. Yeah, and like that's all very important, but that's not really what this document outlines. Mm -hmm. This is more about the quality of the content. Yes, and kind of that more qualitative aspect of it rather than, okay, is the keyword there? Is it relevant to right. what the user types in? That's, oh, that's kind of assumed right. as like a precursor. So, you know, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about, sure. but we're talking mostly about like the, the content itself and yeah. the, well, the quality and the quality. Right. So the, the big two things that are outlined in this document, mm -hmm. um, big two concepts that if you don't remember anything else, remember these two things, Google, is paying very close attention to what it calls your money or your life pages. Mm -hmm. And it's evaluating it based on a concept of EAT, eat. expert eat, mm -hmm. which is why I wore my donut shirt today. <laughs> He's eating donuts. And that stands for expertise, authority, and trust. Okay. So okay. let's start with the your money or your life because I think that's just important. Um, the EAT applies to everything that Google's looking yeah, at. Yeah, your money, your life is kind of a subsegment. So this is very right. if, if you're, if I go, this go, is go, like yeah, this go. is like if your industry has to do with money, so debt consolidation or credit cards or banking or right anything your money yeah. or your life. So anything health related in this case, right? So health mm -hmm. and wellness. I don't know supplements or hospitals or home care or whatever. Yep, this is what we're talking about. Yep, and so another thing that. I didn't even realize until I went through the document was that the your money part mm. also applies to any kind of e-commerce or shopping oh, site. Oh wow! See, yeah, so it doesn't even too. have okay. to be you know something that is financial uh, services. financial services. Okay. It can be literally like I want to buy a pair of shoes. Wow. Um, so you know they they sense. consider because they want it to be secure. Okay, exactly. So it's even broader than what I was talking about. So wow, this applies to a lot of y'all out there. Then. Okay. Yeah, anyone running an e-commerce site or any kind of shopping platform, this applies 
to you as well. It's okay. your money or your life. So what about that? So what are they so saying that's, in the document about your money or your life? So the EAT aspects that they evaluate a site on to tell whether or not it's high quality, they hold a higher stricture. Huh, the higher bar is higher for your money or your life. For your money or your life pages. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, if it's a recipe for how to bake the best cookies, mm -hmm. they're less lean they're more lenient mm -hmm. on that. Or if it's like, you know, a strictly informational like, oh, how to play, you know, Arsham teaches you how to play guitar. Right. Um, then they're less yeah, uh, strict on right. what they would consider high quality. Okay. And um, for your money or life pages, the strictures are much, much higher. I understand. Okay. Yeah. So expertise, authority, and trust. Exactly. So let me break that down a little bit because there's it. overlap between those three, okay. um, as you can imagine. But generally speaking, expertise is about who wrote the content. Okay. So did somebody write this page about you know um, the best way to um, you know uh, defend yourself from a legal issue? Uh -huh. Did someone who's a lawyer write that content, uh -huh. or? Is it unclear who wrote this content? Oh wow! Really? Is there like an author byline who, mm -hmm. who I can go look and see? You know, is is actually someone that has an expertise in this field? Okay. Um, does it seem like the quality is in depth and written with a, a sense of expertise? Okay. Um, is it citing other sources? Yeah, that's good. As a sort as a reference, right? Or is the piece basically just saying trust me you know, or is it just I'm a bunch of words claim. on a page yeah you know because it's the internet anyone can just hey i read it on the internet it must be true right exactly so, right okay and so you can imagine you know if google is putting a bunch of information out there mm -hmm. like oh the the recommended dosage of aspirin is 10 times what it actually is supposed <laughs> to be yeah that can be super super harmful yes. for somebody and so google it has a vested interest not only in you know, the, the health and safety of the people using its service, sure. but also, um, you know, kind of like an obligation to present the correct information out there. Right. You know? That makes um, sense. So, but like, yeah. how does that, what's the implication of that? If I'm like a, whatever, business owner or a, if I'm a VP of marketing, like, how do I, do you I mean? Like, what, yeah. do I go and what's put a byline? Yeah, what's the action? Do I go yeah. to put a byline on every single one of my service pages or, or product pages? Yes. Yeah, no, so, I mean. Probably not, right? right. But um, what you do want to make sure is that you are writing content that is showing that you've got an expertise. Okay. It's written by somebody who knows what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times marketing departments, you know, the onus to write the content might be on you. You might have to go out and find freelancers that need to write the content because right. you may have internal subject matter experts that aren't able to take the time yeah. to write the content out, especially if you're responsible for producing, you know, multiple blog posts a month and mm -hmm. things like that. And so what you can do is you can either find a freelancer that has expertise in that uh, expertise in that field, in that field mm -hmm. or, or if you have a particular service line or a product that's relatively niche, that there is not a lot of uh, freelancers out there that have the experience. Mm. Something that we found really, really effective in our own work as an agency is doing informational interviews with a yeah. subject matter expert. So having someone that knows how to write and yeah. write well and knows how to write for the internet, knows how to write an SEO optimized piece of content, right. do an interview based around keyword research Yes. so that it's driven from that marketing strategy and then you're asking the appropriate questions to pull out the data from, that, the, subject matter. from the subject matter expert right. 
And then that, you know, in a 15 minute conversation, you can get enough content to write two or three blog posts um, or to really beef up your services pages in a way that shows that expertise. And, you know, you can certainly include uh, an author byline or co-author right. a piece between, you know, your, your marketing department and the subject matter expert. It's probably more important for like a medical topic or right. a law topic. Right. So and you're wanting your life stuff again, right? Exactly. Yep. So if, especially if you're operating that kind of field, you know, if you got like software as a service or something like that, it a may not B2B be as service, important. Yeah. It may not be as important to show that like you have someone that is a software engineer writing right. Right. the piece of content. Right. But right. Um, if your target audience is software engineers, they're probably going to be able to tell whether or not a technical person wrote that piece well, of content. I would content, agree. You know? And I'm glad you said keyword research because. Yeah. I think that's where the marketing department can help uh, bring, make sure. So you want to make sure your piece is uh, shows that you're an expert, has expertise, right? Well, people are searching in Google all day, all night about your topic, about your industry. So you can research to see the kind of secondary keywords they're using and, and then bring those to the interview of the subject matter expert. So it's like, tell me about the benefits of it. Tell me about the price. Tell me about the, I don't know, competitors. Tell me about whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever mm -hmm. you find as a secondary, you as the marketing person bring that to the, the, the informational interview of the subject matter expert, thereby really drawing that expertise out. Yeah. You know? And you're directing them. Again, yeah, you're directing like, them, right. The whole reason you're doing it is because the subject matter expert doesn't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So if you can say, look, we're going to be talking about these particular topics because these, yeah. these are the things that we see online that are really, really That's important That's what people, to people want to know. That's what people want to know. I mean, keyword research is basically business intelligence. Yeah. It's basically people saying, this is what I want to know about, so tell me about it. Show me that you know about it and, and do it in a way, this is where the marketer comes in, writing for the web, do it in a way that is uh, easily digestible, easily, you know, easy for me to read and scan. Yeah. yeah. And talk about, like, thought leadership. I know a lot of folks out there, you know, CMOs are probably like, how do I become a thought leadership mm -hmm. in my industry? Mm -hmm. um, how can we, you know, promote that? Mm -hmm. You know, these expert interviews are a great way to demonstrate that thought leadership because you're literally going to the thought, source, right. the thought leader, yeah. and pairing that with, the, like you say, the business intelligence of the keyword research mm -hmm. in order to get that, you know, synergy between the marketing department yeah. and the, you know, actual subject matter experts. And you put those two things together with the right kind of promotion strategies, all of a sudden you're out there in front of your your user base or your yeah, customer base yeah, yeah. saying like, hey, here's some knowledge I'm about to drop on you. Right. And all of a sudden you look like a thought leader. Yeah, there you go. So, so that's expertise. Expertise. In EAT. Yeah. So on to EAT, A. On to A, the authority. Okay. And this generally has to do more about where is the content appearing. Okay. So expertise, who's writing the content. Okay. Authority, where is it appearing. Okay. So it's on your site. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, there's kind of like some overlap. There's overlap, here, yeah, it feels you know? like. So let me disambiguate a little bit here. So <laughs> if we were to look at like the site and say, okay, um, on Web Mechanics, uh, who is Web Mechanics? Mm -hmm. they're, okay, they're a marketing agency. Sure. Uh, are they, you know, have they been around for a while? Uh -huh. Are they uh, linked to from other, other kinds of sources, right. prominent sources, especially? You know, professional organizations or high-quality websites. How about how you know, often do government they? Websites. How often do they add new content? How often do they publish new content? What's the content about? Right. You know, is it semantically relevant? Absolutely. Like, or are they writing about fish one day and then 
I don't know, uh, microphones the next day. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so if we have a bunch of content on SEO, all of a sudden we start publishing content about what, you know, the best microphone to use on your podcast yeah, is. It's not, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, all of a sudden Google's like, uh, you know what, that's not related to the rest of their content. You're not an they authority. They might not be an authority on that. There you go. Well said. Yeah. So a um, couple of things there, obviously backlinks, mm -hmm. references from other places mm -hmm. kind of demonstrate that you're an authority uh, in a particular field, mm -hmm. the kind of content that you're producing, the amount of content that you're producing, mm -hmm. and uh, likely you said, you know, the, the semantic... The semantic relevance. Relevance, yeah. which it also goes into how your content talks to each other, right? whether or not your content is linking to other relevant pieces. So mm -hmm. what the, it kind of goes into the site architecture. A little bit as well right yeah so um, authority encompasses a lot of things but you can generally think of it as the the who you know are you is the organization uh, sorry mm -hmm. the expertise is who created the content yeah. the authority is where's the content appearing but also the who of the organization okay the organization so the, the, yeah. uh, right so larger the larger the macro the more macro like who is yeah the org or the site really i mean in this case yes yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you think about a piece of content written on, you know, the New York Times, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, journalist mm -hmm. is not the New York Times, right. but because it appeared on the New York Times, right. they're very authoritative. Right. So, right, you know, it, right. it lends credibility and um, quality. You can assume that because there's, you know, an editorial process mm -hmm. and because they know what they're talking about generally, that this piece, you know, has a kind of halo effect. I extending out to it right right makes sense makes yeah. sense there is definitely overlap here because you yeah. could have you know you could have a blog that is thought leadership or like the personal blog like seth godin's blog right mm -hmm. i mean that's seth godin that's that's your expertise and your authority all in one yeah you know so it there is there is i see your overlap that, yeah, and that's like a personal brand that's personal brand for sure right so does it also then so eat trust does it also there's also kind of overlap with trust. And trust definitely has to do with the organization, like where is this appearing? Mm -hmm. But um, more so than that, it's about whether or not you can be trusted. So this has to do with what other people think about you. Okay. So not only are you being referenced and linked to from other outside authorities, mm -hmm. but also are there reviews? Mm, because okay. you could be That's linked true. to from a bunch of different places, but, it but may be bad. <laughs> you could have a bunch of like really crummy reviews right. that say like, "Hey, you know, these guys are, you know, not Whatever. trustworthy. Right. I didn't get the service that I was promised. You right. know, the quality is very low." That's a good point. Um, and so that can be, you know, it's whether or not you're reputable mm -hmm. in a sense, um, and whether or not you can be trusted to provide correct information right. or whether or not people generally have a good experience with you so again back to the action item. so you're talking about reviews in this case yeah um, I think also you could look at your backlink you could do like a backlink analysis so you can look at the, all the companies or I mean, all the sites that link to your site and look at what anchor text they might be using yeah. is it favorable it, or is it scam right <laughs> right not yeah but Hopefully not. It's like, check out this scam. Like, that's nowhere near as good as, like, you know, this awesome service, right? So right. that's that goes into trust. So I think, and also, who's linking to you, right? Is it just these, yeah. you know, SEO wheel, uh, WordPress sites, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, ton. Private blog networks, stay yeah. away from those. Yeah, stay, stay away. Please don't go to Fiverr and buy, you know, <laughs> 20 backlinks for five bucks. Please don't do that. It will, it will hurt you way more than it hurts you. 
I mean, um, helps you. Yeah. It won't even help you. It'll just hurt you. Yeah. Don't do that. And so not only reviews from things like, you know, Google, Yelp, if you're, especially if you're a restaurant or something like yeah, that, right. you know, yeah. Facebook, whatever you're relevant, you know, um, there's ones for doctors specifically. Sure. So whatever even, you're... Even tech, there's G2 Crowd, there's Clutch, yeah. there's, and, you Yeah, know, for Clutch, yeah. yeah. There's, 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 there's a review site for every industry, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So. And so you want to be monitoring those and mm -hmm. monitoring your online reputation. Mm -hmm. But another place that, and this is straight out of the, the document that Google says, uh -huh. look at these places to see, you know, wh whether oh, or wow. not these people are reputable. Check out news articles about them. Check out right. Wikipedia articles about them. Wow. Check out blog posts from other places, magazine articles that are written right. about them, forum right. discussions. Forum discussions. So there's a wide range of places that play into your online reputation. Interesting. And you can imagine if a customer, a potential customer, is going out there looking at you and trying to figure out what your service is, even if I'm going to like buy a pair of shoes, mm -hmm. I might real quick Google like, mm -hmm. okay, like these look really cool, but Google the brand plus reviews or whatever All right. and check out, you know, uh, or if I'm looking for a new phone or whatever, sure. um, you know, a Mashable article or there's probably a Reddit post about Definitely. it or a Quora a, post. Unquestionably, there's a Reddit and Quora post. About yeah. It. <laughs> and so that's, you know, a, that's something that your customers are probably going to do anyway. Um, but it can also impact Google's reputation, you know, Google's view of you and your reputation for Google. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell, that EAT. Right. So you this know. so this document, this is very interesting because I, first of all, I thought that it might be, A, I thought it was external facing. Mm -hmm. No, it's internal, okay, to Google. So mm -hmm. this is Google telling their search quality team, uh, hey, you know, this is the guidelines to look for. Um, that's A. B, it's not technical almost at all in nature. Right. It's, 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 it's not about, you know, are the keywords... Uh, in one phrase or are they broken up or is there semantic or not or whatever it's is it in the title tag is it you know how many backlinks I mean there's some of that in the backlinks but it's like total opposite of that it's totally about the quality of your content so now I'm a CMO that this is a framework I think is it fair to say oh e yeah EAT is a framework oh, right yeah. so you can kind of use this framework use this lens to look at your site through and say, are we, you know, what is our, how, how would Google rate our expertise? Are we having the subject matters come out and talk or, and, and give all, you know, as much detail as possible? Are we answering the questions that people are searching for or querying for in the search engine, right? Or that we think they would be, even though we can do the research and, and see it. Mm -hmm. uh, authority, are we, is our organization viewed as an authority, mm -hmm. you know? You know, if we haven't been around a long time, do can we do we have uh, can we do some uh, Will Reynolds RCS real company stuff? Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, uh, give him a shout out. Uh, and real company stuff being like you know sponsor some things, sponsor and, some things. Yeah, get get written up, do some press releases. Like this is a real organization. They're around. They're publishing on a regular basis. They are uh, an authority in their industry or in their space. Right. Yeah. So this is just the lens, basically. And then trust is, you know, how's our reputation? Are we delivering on, on our promise, on mm -hmm. our brand promise? Mm -hmm. Are we, um, you know, do we have those mentions in, in articles and Wikipedia and forums, or do we have high ratings on Yelp or on G two Crowd or whatever? Right. Wherever yeah. your thing is. Yeah. I love this. I love this. This is, it's making me think like, 
we got to reevaluate ourselves on this Absol framework. Absolutely. Know? And so, and that's the thing, you know, there might be people out there listening and saying, you know, I haven't really been thinking about these three things, expertise, authority, and trust. And yet I'm still ranking pretty well on Google. Right. I've got my keyword research down. Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, my backlink profile is really, really healthy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't, what, what's the relevance of this to, to somebody like me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, first of all, I would say like, you're right. It's, it's an additional thing to lay on top. Yeah. That's going to take you to the next level right. and allow you to get most likely a better user experience and a better qualitative feeling that your user is going to feel when they visit your site. So these are things that are not necessarily going to come out in, you know, a hard metric, you know, yeah, it, yeah, you yeah. might see like time on site increase a little bit, right? but or conversion rate, and you're probably going to see conversion rate increase right. if you produce higher quality content yeah. that makes people feel like they want to trust That's you. That's a good point. It makes people feel like you're an authority and that you're better. So, so let's, this is way more than SEO in this case. It's a, it's kind of a branding yeah. thing in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's a good point. So you think about like Apple, you yeah. know, what, what are their, what are their commercials about? Right. It's yeah, always, right. what kind of feeling do you get Invoke, when you're looking, right. when you're looking at like a, an Apple commercial, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, this is something that artists use. This is something that makes the world a better place. Right, this right, is something right. for people that, you know, it's um, easy, it's are intuitive, and it's, you know, it's not about how, right. how many gigs of RAM it has. It's not about how big the hard drive right, is. Right, it's true, right. Not really about how awesome the screen looks. It's how it makes you um, feel. It's how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And so that's such a huge part of marketing. And a lot of times in digital marketing, we can get bogged down with, you know, the metrics and everything like that. But this, I think, is a great framework to pull out away from that and say, okay, but seriously, <laughs> we just read all these blog posts. Dang it. Are they actually written in a way that... That's helpful to the user. Is helpful to the user and that expresses our expertise and that they can't get somewhere else. Because if they can get this somewhere else, guess what? It's, it's not Now we're competing on price point. Right. And now that's it's not commoditized. A fight. That's not necessarily a fight you want to be in. Dang and it. So, yeah. So, and another thing that I want to say is that even if you've been having a lot of success not thinking about this, I want to talk about August 2018. Mm-hmm. So Google regularly rolls out algorithm updates. Okay. They're, they're doing these, you know, multiple times a day, you know, little small tweaks here right, and there. Right. But every once in a while, something shakes up the industry uh -huh. and shakes up uh, the, the search results so badly that people take notice of it. And it seems to be a wide reaching, large change. Uh, and these usually have a name. So like Penguin mm -hmm. uh, was a big backlink one yeah. that a lot of people came up with. Well, August 2018, something rolled out that people have been calling Medic. So we were talking about your money or your life pages. So they noticed that a lot of uh, medical device and medical product sites, all of a sudden we're going from one on Google, second page, third page, dropping like wow. stones kind of like overnight. Wow. And uh, this actually also, you know, later on in like September, financial sites also saw um, some, some issues. Yeah, some coming. dropping and ranking. Dropping in rankings, and uh, for you know long time sites that have been up there for a while wow. that have been doing very very well. What was, what was the uh, why? So and it was eat. It was eat. That's what people have been, and a lot of times there's not a lot of information coming out right. from Google yeah, course, right. about, and sometimes there is. Matt Cutts, if you're not following him on Twitter or mm -hmm. checking out what he's doing, he's a guy over at Google that actually you know people will ask him questions about the yeah. algorithm, and he'll give. You know, a lot of times they'll give really good answers. Right. 
Um, so Mac Cuts is someone to check out. Um, but when this happened in August, there was really no information. And believe me, I was checking. I was like, okay, so what? What is I this? I need to know. I need What's to know. happening here? What are the changes that Google's made to the algorithm to uh, prioritize different things about content and about sites? Well, as it turns out some very very smart people out there got together and analyzed all the sites and ran some experiments, and they found that focusing on these eat guidelines mm -hmm. was something that they were able to do in order to bring they were their able sites to pinpoint back. Pinpoint and say, hey, you know, if we follow these guidelines, then we can come back. Or the sites that follow the guidelines didn't get hit as hard or hit at all. This is crazy because we started this episode out saying, hey, this is SEO. I love SEO. You're the SEO SME, subject matter expert in search engine optimization. But you know what? This is so much more. So much more than search engine optimization. Um, this is about your brand. This is about your positioning. This is about creating fantastic user experiences the results of which if you create this great you know user experience then the result of that might be you ranking higher on google mm -hmm. okay fine or on bing uh or yahoo pick, take your pick the result of which might also be though more time on site like you were saying a higher conversion rate or even more referrals from more word of mouth from uh, your customer base or, or future customer base to your uh, future customer base, you know, more referral. So I think that this topic, you just took it from, you know, I mean, you blew my mind because I thought we were coming <laughs> in here talking about, you know what I mean? Seriously, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, I thought we were going to talk about SEO, but really this is, uh, this framework, this, this concept, this lens is much, much, much bigger than just search engine optimization. Yeah. And yeah. this medic um, algorithm update is, you know, okay, the impact was on rankings and therefore on traffic, mm -hmm. but, you know, those those businesses lost a lot more than that, I think, oh, yeah. you know, or at least because they lost a lot more than that because now they're not getting that traffic. So they're, if you're not getting that traffic organically, there's no way that you're going to, or it's going to be much more difficult for you to build your brand, mm -hmm. right? Whereas if you, you know, if you're building your brand and you're coming up in the in the rankings, you're getting organic traffic and you're getting word of mouth and then you're getting some email and some advertising traffic and you're just creating that great user experience, you're going to be... Um, so I think this is like, it's a long-term thing. Like if search engine optimization can be sometimes, it's like you can do certain things on your site. Like we call, what, what do we do for short-term gains in like SEO? A, like a quick win for yeah, SEO? Quick, yeah. So... You know, you can look at your, if you're assuming that you're tracking your keywords, you can look at the tipping point keywords uh -huh. that are, you know, just about at the top of the second page of Google. Go in and find a place where you can use those and find a piece of content or write a new piece of content mm -hmm. that targets those keywords yeah. in a Ex better way. Extend that page that's ranking, make it even, uh -huh. even longer, add some expertise to it. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, we would call that an AWOP, mm -hmm. you know, using the anatomy of a well-optimized page, mm -hmm. you know, take an existing piece of content and add some keywords to it, add some additional value to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe add some rich media to it, right? Add some images, add, add some, some video to videos, it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that's like a short-term tactic, but I, that's like short-term and, and kind of tactical yeah. as it pertains to search engine optimization. But this 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 Google guideline, this 168-page uh, document, uh, and this kind of EAT, expertise, authority, and trust lens, this is way more long term i mean you're you're this is an investment yeah so 
Arshman, I know you're financial guy, CFO of the year. Don't have to remind him. <laughs> so, so, you know, what's the most magic thing in, in economics or in personal finance? You know, uh -huh. we're thinking about this is the compound interest. That's right. Right. So if you've got your retirement account or something mm -hmm. like Compounding that. Compounding returns, yeah. Let's sure. say, you know, if you've got money in there, it could be doubling every seven years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I say I want that $100 right now to go, you know, buy a lot of ice cream for me and my friends. <laughs> yes. But if that $100 when I'm cream. 65 is mm -hmm. going to be, you know, $10,000, yeah. then maybe I delay that gratification. Sure. Make that investment up front. I think that, um, yeah. you know, when we're talking about marketing, a lot of times, you know, CMOs, you got quarterly deadlines, you got, yeah. you know, quotas that you have to hit. Sales team is knocking on your door saying, where are my leads? Yeah. So it's important to hit those, those things. But if you can take... Maybe ten percent. Think about like a retirement account. Good Take ten percent of your efforts or your your hours or whatever, and put those into a longer term investment, like building the brand, like building the expertise, like right. producing some more long form, higher quality content. Putting process in place to get that higher quality content out there. Absolutely, that's really? even better. That's an investment on your investment. Or can I give a can I give another example? Is is you know marketing? To your point, we feel for you marketers out there because you do have these deadlines, these quotas, these. Uh, goals to, to meet, but um, it could be all for naught if your you know company goes under because you focus too much on the short term. So another thing to look at is your reviews and your are yeah. you delighting your customers, yeah. right? So I think marketers. I, I talked to um, uh, Jeff Goldshire about this, where mm -hmm. it's you're not marketers. Yes, like they sit in marketing, but they also can impact sales. Obviously, they can also impact um, the product. Too, the product or the service because they can go and they can get uh, glean insights from the customer to then bring back to the product or service yeah. team to say hey our customers are saying this or the market is saying that we should probably focus on that and that's going to help your reputation absolutely thereby helping the T the trust absolutely market yeah marketers can't just stay in the marketing department exactly I'm sorry to cut you off there man, no, no, but no. I just, I mean, it's just yeah it's just you know to, to, to Alex's point Something you might be able to do then is is kind of look at the hours in your day or in your week or month and you know see where look at where they're being applied and then purposefully take some chunk of them. You choose the chunk to focus on uh, activities that are going that that may not bear fruit overnight or over a month or even a quarter, but will bear fruit uh, uh, in the future yeah. in the longer term. Yeah, measured in months, quarters, years, even. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. You know, anytime you do that high-level thinking, pull out, use a framework, it's not necessarily going to give you stuff that you're going to use today. Yeah. Although there is very tactical stuff. There and, is very tactical and, stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, we're putting together a blog post that's going to have yeah. kind of like a checklist and more kind of tactical things to address these things. But <laughs> just, you know, as we're talking about today, you know, the high-level overview, the framework is going to give you the things that are going to help guide your Decision-making decision process yes, well put. so that you are saying like, oh, okay, how many blog posts should we do? Mm. Well, can we produce X amount at a high quality? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe we cut that back a little bit, produce some that are kind of like our quick like bam, 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 you know, just to hey, keep the content publishing. churning. Right. But let's also invest in you know, some bigger pieces, maybe yeah. once a month. And a research a piece, months. an ebook, a white yeah. paper, or something like that. Yeah. Right? Or some video content or mm -hmm. something. Something. So, what I hear you saying is uh, less quantity, more quality. 
Potentially. Potentially, that's that's attack or that's an outcome of, of this kind of thinking. Potentially, and you know, diversify your portfolio is another way to think about it. You sure. know, have your very very high quality. Obviously, if everything can be high quality, that's great. Sure. But you know, knowing that we're operating under limited resources um, as marketers, you can you have to make decisions, right? Yeah. So this is a prioritization yeah. uh, kind of opportunity. Try to put some of those resources and efforts into this higher quality stuff. Yeah. Hey man, I think. I think we should end it here because sure. it's too. We got. We can go on forever. Too much right? to talk about. And we have uh, a a blog post coming out <laughs> right here. How many pages is it's this already? It's, yeah, it's gonna like, talk about all. We got. We got it. We got you here. Um, I guess you know. Shameless plug. Webmechanics.com. Subscribe to our blog, and uh, I'll make sure that this particular piece, when it comes out, is also then uh, sent out in our newsletter mm -hmm. to make sure. Because this could. I mean, I've. I, 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 I glanced over it and it's just, this is fantastic content. It's kind of contrary to some of the tactical stuff that uh, and, and quick win stuff that we talk yeah. about sometimes. Um, but I think that's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. I love this framework. Thank you for too long didn't reading <laughs> the 168 pages because, uh, like you said, limited resources. You know, y'all don't want to be out there reading 168 pages when, you know, someone like Dr. Swope here can consolidate it for you. So hopefully this was really helpful to all y'all out there. Um, thank you, Alex. Any closing remarks? Anything else you want to slip in there? Or? No. I mean, thank you for having me. Um, what was really helpful about this was going back to that primary source. Mm -hmm. So I encourage all the marketers out there. Like, yeah, I love all, yeah, the, that's a good point. love all the search engine journal articles. I love all the folks that I follow on Twitter and things like that. But Go back to those original sources because yeah. I, I dug Google. out I dug out a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have found otherwise. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, so yeah, go back to the source. Google, you know, they're organizing the world's information. That's their mission. They put out information on how to do that and yeah. uh, and how how you can help them do that. Listen to them, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, yeah, Alex. Thank you. Put it here, man. That was really cool. Subscribe, <laughs> y'all. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Cheers.